Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. We're hanging out with Tyler Plays With Fire today. Um, we've chatted with them before. Um, if I was smart, I would have gone back and looked at what podcast we were on, but I don't remember the number. So we'll have to try to figure that out through the show. And uh, Tyler, dude, thanks for coming back on. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I am doing very good, sir. So, so what's happened since 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 the last show? So since the last show, I think I was on the last show. I think it was almost two years ago now. Oh, um, time flies. Time flies. Um, so yeah, since the last episode, I had a brief stint as a uh, brand ambassador for Traeger. I know you love that name. I love it. And then I did some... Uh, you know what I've, I really I've, love about that yeah, name? Is I've, that I've, lawsuit I've... that somebody's putting together. In that <laughs> name. Yeah, that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. We'll see. Um, someone they, thinks uh, there's a case. We'll see. Yeah, someone thinks there's Yeah, someone, someone saw dollar signs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways... Um, so I did that, and then I've uh, kind of come back to my roots. And in the past couple of months, beginning of last summer, I started doing barbecue classes and uh, barbecue pop-up takeout meals, and been exploring the, into that, and it's been a blast. So, what made you explore the pop-ups and, and the and all that? What kind of what kind of led you down that path? Um. Well, the classes started. I was on vacation with my family and we're out of Montana. And while I was out there, I actually um, went and helped out at one of uh, Traeger's shop classes with Chad Ward. And I came back from it and I was talking to my wife and that like barbecue classes don't really exist in my area. There's one shop that does it. Um, he's, pretty much big green egg exclusive which i love big green eggs but that's not necessarily what the market in my area loves as well Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out here who are on the kettles a lot of people out here who are all for pellet grills lots of people out here there's a lot of people out here who do like eggs but um there wasn't anything really catering to the barbecue community as a whole and my wife was i'm like i was talking talking like that'd be really cool if i could do this i don't really know how i would do it um, I tend to, when I think things, try to start thinking about things, I kind of skip step one and two and go to straight to like, okay, how do we scale this into a multinational thing? And she's like, <laughs> and she's like you know, you have these great ideas, but it'd be really cool if you know you just like actually did one once. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's convicting. And yeah, came back and kind of put together, all right, first class, what do I want to do? And I decided to do a uh, 
backyard barbecue staples class and I hosted it out of my backyard and it was a blast and I completely overcommitted myself during the class and I've learned from that but yeah now when you say you overcommitted just overcommitting uh, on foods that you I did were I did I did four I did four proteins ooh with each, I did four proteins each had a side in a 3 hour class yeah that's not happening bro no, everything came out. Everything came out on time. Everything was great. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> did you, did, yeah. was it you or did you have help too? Um, I had um, my lovely assistant, my buddy Jared. Okay, okay, um, so there, I, there was a little bit of help, which is. Yeah, so I, ha I had him coming out and um, he came out and he was, um, I had pre-staged in um, like Cambro prep containers. Okay. Um, all the stuff I need for each meal or each yep. protein. And essentially we demoed how to make each item. So we did spatchcock chicken, okay. pulled pork. Okay. So spatchcock chicken, pulled pork, reverse seared tri-tip and ribs. So some of these I had obviously started, if you can do math, yes. pulled pork is not happening in three hours. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. I just did a four hour class <laughs> with pulled pork in it. And, you know, we, we do TV magic in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, absolutely. You know, you're pulling a pulled, <laughs> you're pulling two, you know, two beautiful pork shoulders out. And right. they're like, I made one into two. <laughs> right. So that's, that's what I did is, um, I scheduled it all out where I did, I wrapped the ribs. So like the first thing we did was take the ribs off the barbecue, show how to wrap them put them back on the barbecue so those can be done at the end of the class and then we spatchcocked the chickens showed how to do that put them on a barbecue um and then tri-tip we were able to do through the whole class and then obviously i'd started a pork butt at you know crack of dawn yep and then i had okay here's a fresh pork butt here's how yeah. to go here's how we're going to trim it here's how we're going to season it all right and... Side. and magically we have another one that's done and through tv magic exactly it's coming out of the oven. <laughs> you With know? a snap and a wink, we're good. Yeah. It, it's it's funny how that works in classes. Like Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have to do all that stuff. And the the crazy thing is, like, I think people forget about that before they sign up for that class. So they'll, like, yeah. complain about, like, shit. And then you're like, hmm. You know how much yep. goes into a class, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I did or, that. Or when somebody a, uh, complains to you about, like, pricing. Like, I, I think it's so funny when people complain to me about pricing. I go, awesome, but you want my knowledge. <laughs> right. Like, so, I mean, so I'm, I'm doing a um, Thanksgiving class next weekend. Okay. And somebody, because I'm doing turkey two ways and a couple sides. It's, it's not a whole lot of proteins. It's turkey. And somebody had made a comment that I was still charging the full amount for a class that I was doing less in. And I, my general sponsor was like, well, what's it worth it to you to not screw up Thanksgiving dinner? Like, the cost of failure there is pretty high. When your entire family's gathered around and the turkey comes out bad, I will it's say, not a good thing. So we just did, um, I just did a class for 50 people, which is a gigantic, That's a lot. Cla a gigantic yeah. class, right? Yeah. And... I teamed up with a butcher shop and awesome. I don't know if she's going to be listening to this podcast. I don't know if she, she actually started listening. I'm guessing she doesn't. 
Uh, Bryn, you're fantastic. I'm sorry I'm telling the story, but it's the funniest thing ever, and it has to be told. So she she's a she's an awesome chick. Working with her was fantastic, and uh, she's like, she doesn't you know she doesn't cook pork shoulders, so she doesn't right. smoke. She's she's not a not a barbecue nerd like we are. Like none of that. So when we did our barbecue magic, you know our our TV barbecue magic, where it's like. Here's my pork shoulder. We talked about trimming. We talked about seasoning. And then, duh, 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 here comes my assistant with right. a full pan of, you know, with two shoulders and a full pan so that we right. can pull them and, and, and show and make them all pretty. And um, she, you know, we had foil over it. She didn't see it when it went into the wrap uh, and when it went into Cambros because she just wasn't part of that. Well, I take the foil off, right? Right. And she's, I, I guess she has like a miniature heart attack. Because <laughs> I have really good crust. It looks really, really nice. She thinks they're burned. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So she's like, oh, fuck. We just burnt those. He's like, she's like, he burnt those. There's... 50 people here hungry. <laughs> She's like, we're totally fucked. <laughs> and then like, and she's like, and she's like, and the funny thing is like, she's like, you don't look worried at all. I'm like, cause I wasn't, they weren't burned. They were perfect. Right. You know? And then I'm talking about how like, you know, the color that we're getting and all this stuff. And she's like, they're fucking burned. <laughs> so give me a second. And I'm like, I'm Let's almost done. And then we cracked it up, you know, and pulled, started pulling it apart. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, then I was able to breathe again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and it, it's just like when you don't know, you don't know, I guess. Right, yeah. Assume the worst. Right. Like, I mean, it's like. Shit. I, I mean, I'm on, I'm on a, quite a few um, barbecue-oriented Facebook groups. And inevitably, someone asked the okay, I'm new to this. How do I cook a brisket or how do I cook a pork butt? And you tell them, this is what you're going to do. You're going to wait till it gets, you know, 200, 203, 208, whatever that end time is. And people freak out. They're like, well, that's way past that. I like my meat, I like my beef medium rare. And it's like, you can like your ribeye medium rare. You aren't going to like a medium rare brisket. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) You'll... Try it, and then uh, in a week and a half, when you're done chewing it, come talk to me. Yeah, good good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> pull my brisket at well, you know, like one thirty one. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. <laughs> no big deal. And then I, I don't let it rest though. No rest. Time. No, no rest. You do you do a reverse sear, and you call it good. You just yeah. you just call it a day. Just go for it. Yeah. We did we did a tri tip actually at this class, and. Um, I, I am so happy that I was able to show so many people tri-tip because a couple of these people at the class really just didn't know what it was. And I'm like yeah. super excited that I can bring that to two people because I think it's such a great cut, especially for where you guys are, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, so You guys are known for it. Right. So my that's, that's the one thing California barbecue culture has going for it. Um is tri-tip. That's our, that's our calling card. It was actually really funny. Um, it's your claim to fame. 
yeah, my uh, my the last class I did, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, no, three weeks ago, we did uh, I called it the steakhouse class, and we did um, reverse seared tomahawk ribeyes, a honey glazed hanger steak, and then we did uh, pork belly burnt end tacos that are fantastic. Those are one of my favorite things to make. But one of the ladies in the class was at, because we were kind of talking about how when the previous class I did tri-tip, and a lot of the people were kind of asking how I tend to do my tri-tips. And this one lady's like, what's a tri-tip? And I'm like, oh, you live in California. You? Well, I'm like, oh, where'd you move from? And she's like, oh, yeah, we just moved out here from um, Ohio. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. We don't know what tri-tip is. So yeah, then we were all kind no of explaining idea. to her. Yeah. We're kind of, I'm like, I'm like, you probably know tri-tip as ground beef. Or but some places will call it a ranch roast. I've heard I know that, yeah. The butcher shop that I that I actually get mine from call it ranch roast. And I'm like, why don't you just call it tri-tip? He goes, because nobody will buy it. No one knows what tri-tip is. That's fine. I'm like, I'll buy it. He's <laughs> like, yes, but you're the only human. <laughs> He's like, right. I need to make money. And I was like, oh, I, I forgot. Forgot that's how oh, this business other, transaction yeah. works. Other people need to make money too. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Well, I just forget that like I I'm not I'm, I'm the one of the only ones apparently around here that knows what the hell tri tip is. It's not a bad yeah. It's not a bad thing. Oh no, it's it's yeah. one of my favorite cuts. It really is. I think it's really underrated and it's just it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. It's just, you know, they, I don't, I, there's no, no other things to say about it. There really yeah. isn't. They're just amazing. So you're doing <laughs> classes. You're starting to do um, the, pop-ups. Said, the pop-ups. What kind of made you want to join our crazy world of pop-ups? Um, I just wanted to see if I could do it, honestly. Okay. The, the, the first time I did it, I was... The first time I did it, I didn't even tell my wife I was doing it before I did it. I was literally walking through Costco, and I was going to get ribs to cook for myself, and I just kind of posted on um, Instagram, hey, cooking ribs this weekend, this much a rack, if you're interested, DM me. And while I was in Costco, I had a couple people, because I posted on Instagram, that pushed it to my Facebook page. Yeah, And I had a couple people saying, all right, I'll take two racks, I'll take three racks. And all of a sudden, I had maxed out my smoker. And I'm like, awesome. Like, two days later, sold out. Like, that, that's fantastic. And then that led to the second one I did was I did a pulled pork sandwich kits. Where I, did, um, I did a large and extra large which I personally don't like. I don't believe that there should be a large and extra large without a small and medium, but I know how advertising works, so I did large and extra large. <laughs> um, so I did, it was either a pound or a pound and a half of tri-tip, four or six rolls, and either one or two pints of coleslaw, whether you ordered the large or the extra large. Okay. And same thing as I pretty much capped out and I had like maybe a quarter of a butt or half a butt left over um, shredded for leftovers for me, but I'm just like, okay, like there's absolutely a desire where I am. There's yeah. not a lot of places that cook. There's a couple in my area. There's like maybe three p- places in like a 20, 30 mile radius 
that I would consider that has like good barbecue. So I, I just, I found that niche and I did it. And then I had people messaging me a couple days later. Okay. Let me know when the next one is we're down. And I haven't done one since then. Cause I've been doing classes and living life, but I'm trying to plan out the next one. Cause it's just, it's fun. No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, yeah. you know, I, I think it's a very, um, Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I think it's a very California, actually, thing with the uh, kind of pop-ups the way that you guys are doing them yeah. in, in, the, in that kind of sense. is um, You guys have kind of a really cool underground barbecue scene. Yeah. There's um, It's actually pretty crazy when I, uh, I was on Instagram one day and I found... My friend, now Gary, but I didn't know who he was. And I was just like, oh, no, hey, he posted. He's at World Food Championships with um, Tim Shelburne and okay, okay. Craig Tabor. And I'm like, oh, don't know who this guy is. And I looked at him, like, I'll say, like, oh, he tagged Elrond Hills, which is, like, the next up up on the freeway for me. I'm like, yep. okay, that's weird. So I messaged him, and then he's like, oh, yeah, here, I'm adding you to a group on Instagram. And there's, like, 20 of us guys who are all in Sacramento all doing the barbecue Instagram thing. Some of them are getting to be like fairly big names, not insane, but a lot of them have a hell of a lot more followers than I do. But I'm like, wait, like here we are in Folsom. I'm in Folsom, California. Yep. And like, it's not necessarily a crazy barbecue area, but then all of a sudden you, you meet the right person. And it's like, Oh, here are all these new friends for you. And it's like, wow, I did not know this existed. And it's actually really cool. That is, I mean, it's always nice to find new friends that are into what you're into. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I, not, I'm not crazy. You, you are. Don't see, we're no, all crazy. see how, how I, I got, um, we had a, every couple months we do a big uh, meet up with all the guys. And first one was that, um, Gary's house and I came back and I'm like, honey, I'm not crazy. Gary's wife lets him have more barbecues on their patio than you let me have on our patio. So oh. I'm not completely crazy. She's going to be like, but, guess what? You can't go play with Gary anymore. <laughs> Seriously. No, no, she's, she's, my wife is very supportive and it's, a, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You yeah. kind of have to have one of those. I think it's funny when um, wives are like, you know, you can't buy that cooker. I don't, you know, like, really? Like, that's that's really what you're going to argue about? Like, right. the shit you buy to cook food for your family? Right. <laughs> like, I, I did have a, a hilarious uh, wife story of, of that kind of sense. We, um... We were doing, a, we were doing a fundraiser event, right? Trying to, you know... Get get out into the community, you know, be be with it and hang out with it. Right, yeah. Kind of get our name out there. And did this cool kind of fundraiser. And we were hanging out and one of the guys came up, was trying the food and talking to us. And he was talking to us, talking to us, talking to us for quite a bit of time. To, to be enough time to where, like, his wife came to search for him. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Where it was yeah. like, yeah. okay, you've been gone too long, like... 
it wasn't a big fun like it wasn't a big area of the fundraiser so it's like you didn't get lost you it's not taking this long so right. what's going on and she gets over starts starts like kind of getting into the conversation she's like oh she's like yeah he loves barbecue but I won't really let him get a smoker because I don't know if he'll use it. And I'm like, if you're telling me he loves barbecue, get him, a, get him a smoker and let him, let him use it. Right. And she's like, and you know, we went and looked at a couple, but like four to $500 for a smoker is just, it's just unreasonable. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. And she's like, yeah, you, like he probably wants like all the smokers that you have at home. And I'm like, I got a couple. And she, and that's you know. That's what you say. If he's looking at the four to $500 ones, he doesn't want the ones I have at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but she, you know, I, I, I also cook commercially for, for my catering company. And right. she's like, he'd probably love your catering rig. It's probably like, what, eight, $900? Uh, to zero. I'm like, honey, you don't have enough commas in that. And she just like looked at me. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so a lot of people come to the class and some of them have come to just because they enjoy eating. Oh, and yeah. And like, I've, I've totally realized that I've become like Tyler's backyard has become like a date night location. And it's awesome. Um, but now, have you thought of marketing a little bit of that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's, I, I, do, I have a singles ticket and a couples ticket um, on the website. Um, I do market towards that. I'm probably going to market t- more towards that this next year. Um, this class this weekend was supposed to be my last class of the year. Um, it looks like I might be moving my classes in with a... Uh, local kind of like nursery outdoor living company Yep. and doing some classes out of their space where I can go a little bit bigger. Cause my backyard caps out at so many people. Yep. So be able to open it up to a little bit more people, a couple like larger audiences get it out of my backyard. Cause as of right now I'm having like, I have three boys and a dog at home. Yep. So like when I have people over, like my wife and kids are gone. So like she has to be accommodating. It's a little, it's impacting the life a little bit too much with that. So I'm moving it in. I'm where right now we're trying to figure out the first class, how that works timing wise, but being able to move it into a bigger space, get more people, maybe market a little bit more towards that. Hey, come and make a little more of a date night type thing. I'm trying to lean into that because, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm all for it. People who uh, showed up as singles for their first class have showed up with for the second class with their significant girlfriend or their wife. Yeah. Now, what time are your class? Are you, Oh, sorry. Are you at a more, more of an evening evening style class? Are you starting later? We are doing, yeah, we did later classes. I think the first ones, this next class is a four to seven. It hits up more, um, dinner time. Yeah. It's kind of a, uh, Instead of going and eating out, you can come to my class. It'll probably be end up being about the same price. We start the class with a uh, signature. Like everyone in the class gets a cocktail. Normally has smoked simple syrup or grilled um, grapefruit or something kind of barbecuey tied into that. Um, 
and then we do we've started doing BYOB like bring your own beer bring your own wine to the rest of the class but um I think when I move it into this new space I'm shift be shifting more towards the uh maybe the middle of the day kind of figuring that out but that's kind of I mean that's kind of where my classes are they start usually at 12 or 11 yeah we go, we go till about uh three or four and then uh people enjoy it and then they can go home and do whatever the hell they want for the rest of the day right yeah and uh <laughs> yeah. makes life a little bit easier makes life a little bit easier makes uh finding child care a little bit easier you know what it doesn't make easier. really long cooks any easier no so that's i was starting to say because when we were talking about young people don't understand what goes into it um my coworker had a party Saturday night and she was talking about buying a brisket for the party. And I just kind of overheard her over the cubicle wall. I'm like, Hey, where are you gonna get the brisket from? She's like, Oh, so-and-so whatever meat shops, like if you buy it from them, they also cook it for you for initial charge. I'm like, Hey, if you buy it, I'll, I'll just cook it for you. Like no big deal. You, you like you buy it or reimburse me for it and I'll, I'll cook it for you. It'll be fine. And I brought it to the party and every and she's like, oh, dude, you can just cook it at my house. I have a gas grill. I'm like, no, really, it's okay. Good luck. I'll, I'll cook this at home on my big green egg. We'll be all fine. And people were like, okay, like, how did you, when you start this? Because the party was, I brought it there at like 530. And like, oh, like, how'd you get it so tender? I'm like, well, it went on the barbecue at 11 midnight. o'clock last night. I was going to say midnight. <laughs> uh, right. I'm like, went on the barbecue at like 11 o'clock last night. And it came off about two hours ago. Like, oh, so you, like, like no, it, it cooked that entire time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. Like, well, it's so tender. How did you get so tender? I cooked it at 225 for however long it was, you know? Yeah. 17, 18 hours. Like, that's how, that's how you need to do it. If you, want, if you want to turn a $3 cut of meat into something really, really good, it takes tender, loving care. And turns out cooking it for... 18 hours is the best way to do that for a brisket. Yeah, it makes it, uh, you know, makes it nice and tender. Yeah. And it, it, it is, people just don't get that. No, they don't. Which, I mean, if you haven't done it before or you've only eaten it, well, you wouldn't know. Like, you have yeah. no, no source for that um, information. But that's why I do the classes. And one thing I've actually done in my classes is... Um, they get recipes for all the proteins or like the big sides I give out the recipe. But on the side of the recipe, I actually have a timeline. It's a, if you want to have dinner at 6 PM, this is the timeline. Okay. I always, I always ended up doing what I called um, brisket math. Cause it'd be like, you know, having the family party. Mom says that she wants me to bring a brisket. All right. What time do we have there. to leave? Hold on. We have to leave right. at what time? What time do I have to get there? What time do I have to pull it? How much of a buffer do I have? And all of a sudden, like, I'm on butcher paper on Excel backing this out to, you know, the next, like, the afternoon before. I'm like, oh, like, it'd be really helpful, you know, when, like, you know. If I didn't throw that hey, butcher paper away every time. Right. Every single time <laughs> I threw it away. Every time. But I'm like, if I actually just you know, was able to spell this out for people and say, okay, you want to have your ribs at 6 p.m.? Okay. You're going to want to be starting the barbecue at this time, prepping to wrap at this time, bang, bang, bang. See, the only reason I don't do that and I'd be scared about it is I feel like they're going to forget about the temperatures that you tell them to cook at. 
So in there, I have... Um, and they're going to go so off that time that it's right. not going to be pretty. Um, I reiterate... In, 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 I can't even talk. Iterate in there um, a couple times, you know, that we are cooking to this temp. We're cooking to this temp or having there where, it's, you know, in this time window, check every half hour till it hits this or till it's probe tender. And that's actually one thing I did in the... Uh, class where we did pulled pork is when I, when I when you say probe tender i actually waited till it was at that point and brought everyone in the class up and gave them the probe and said yeah. feel this this is what you're feeling for because what's well, tender to you is not what's tender to me or it's not what's tender to the person down the down the street so this right this feeling right here this is what we're talking about when we say tender yeah and i i, I think that's important if you're going to teach anybody to cook by feel, you almost yeah. have to be able to do that. And that's one of yeah. the things that, like, I have a hard time with in um, when my friends ask me. And they're like, hey, how do I do this? I'm, I'm so quick to being like, you'll feel it. And they're like, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like... You feel you'll feel it is not a correct like form of measurement, a, right? It's not a it's not a quantifiable amount. Yeah, or like yeah. I'll be I'll I'll be like you know just throw some seasoning in there, and they're like some is not like that's an not amount. an amount. Like you cannot yeah. give me that amount. I'm like fucking just cook. <laughs> like, and it, I think well, yeah. that's becoming a very lost art. Also, is just. Yeah cook right which scary yeah, is I mean, scary i mean so i was in texas back in march um i turned 30 in march my mom was awesome and she flew me and herself left my wife and the kids at home flew us out to texas and we went to a thing called barbecue camp and it was absolutely kick-ass and it was like a thursday friday saturday flew home on sunday but we Went out, we went to Dallas, we went to Pecan Lodge. The first night I had a private dinner, I was able to go talk to the chefs there, ask them all the questions we wanted, did a barbecue tour the next day. The day after that, we did a, had a class with uh, Matt Pittman at his house. And we just oh, okay. asked all the questions in the world. It was super fun. I actually met, um, actually met Tim Shelburne out there. Okay. Um, spent some time with his goofy self. But it was funny because I'm talking to all these people and, you know, um, the one guy, he was actually um, went to culinary school in Southern California, moved out to Texas to learn Texas barbecue so he could then take that in his culinary school education back to California and do a fusion of those two out there. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But I'm talking to them. It's like, okay, well, you know, you cook overnight. Do you have someone here? Do you not have someone here? What do you do? And he's like, Oh no, we uh, stock the firebox. We get it up to about 325, and then everyone goes home and sleeps. And by the time we come back in, it'll be about 225, and then we pick it up from there. And I'm like, yep. oh wait, wait. So people are stressing out. Like, there are internet debates happening right this second on whether or not you should cook your um, brisket at 225 or 250. Like, someone is getting butt hurt right now now well, over somebody listening to this right now is getting mad right but these guys are, are you know i'll be fair some places out there made absolutely killer food 
some places, not so much. But we're talking to people, it's like, oh, you're, you're producing kick-ass brisket day in, day out. And it's, yeah, we get the thing up to about 350 and then we go home. Oh, okay. So these minutia details, little less important than everyone brings them up to be. Okay. There, I mean, there's a couple places out in Texas that I know of that um, they will get it up to like, you know, like you said, they'll go, they'll go for a couple hours and then they'll mm-hmm. load that, you know, that firebox up and they're, they're back at, you know, 630 in the morning or yeah. seven in the morning. That firebox is sitting at like 190, just yeah. cold over pretty much. And, uh, if not completely out, mm-hmm. uh, for that many hours and yeah. they're like, okay, cool. Let's just relight that fire a little bit. We'll wrap everything and just finish her up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a science, but there's a soul to it that doesn't exist in most sciences. And I think most people just need to understand that, Hey, you just got to learn to feel, you just got to, you got to, you're going to screw up. I think what most people won't understand is I could cook a pork shoulder and you could cook a pork shoulder and um, we could use the exact same rub Mm -hmm. and we could use the exact same wood. Yep. We could maybe even use the exact same cooker Mm -hmm. and mine will come out differently than yours will. That actually happened at... My uh, first class, I was doing um, spatchcock chickens on kettles. I had two kettles, and they were both. One was set up with a kickoff basket with their little divider, and the other one had a knockoff slow and sear that came with it. And so, essentially, charcoal on one side, some smoking wood, chicken on the other side. But like, I went to Costco and got the two-pack bag of chicken. Opened them up, spatchcocked them the same, seasoned them the same. Lit the fires the same, got them going the same. No, both were loaded up with Fogo charcoal from the same bag. But one of those suckers just was refusing to hit like 155 in the breast. It just would not hit it. Mm-hmm. Like the other one, the other one had been done, sliced, and served. And the other one was just refusing to go to it. I don't know what was up with it. It was refusing. But I'm like, okay. I just took it as a teaching moment. I'm like, okay, everyone. I know we talked in the book and the recipe we go over times, but this is why we should all go buy a thermopen or another good thermometer because sometimes you just have a really stubborn piece of meat and you're going to tell yourself there's no way it's still at whatever t- temperature, but it is. You know, it, it, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. No big deal. Um, it, it's just, you know, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's really nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, sometimes it stalls, sometimes it doesn't. And that, that's one of the things that we were, you know, talking in the class is like, they're like, well, how do you know what happens, if, you know, if your, um, if your pork butt stalls? You wait. Like, you do one of two things. You wait or you wrap. Yeah. It depends. Like, if you got time and you can wait it out, 
Awesome. If you're looking at the time and you're saying dinner needs to be uh, ready at 6 o'clock and it's noon and you're, you know, sitting at 140 and you know, know that one, you know, 160 is coming and, but you're not really moving too fast, maybe wrapping through that stall might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Depending on what, what temp you're cooking it. That's yeah. the other thing, like. I, mean, I, get a, I get a lot of shit because I, I've been starting to cook hot and fast, and, um, it, you know, people are giving me a little more shit about it. They're like, oh, well, now you're cooking, you know, now you're cooking this, you're cooking that, and it's, it, it's, uh, you're cooking at 300, so obviously your food's different. I'm like, dude, I've been cooking at 300 for a year now. Right. So, it, you're, you're not feeling anything different. It, it's just... Maybe this cook was a little different than the last one. Maybe this one stalled a little longer. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, um, kind of talk about cooking temps. I remember when I was in Texas and we're, someone asked Matt Pittman, okay, all your recipes, I, I might, I'm going to get, I might get this number wrong. It was like, you know, all your numbers, all your recipes are at, except for, uh, 275. Is, is, is 275 better? Is 275, like, why, why 275? And his response was something along the lines of, well, when I did competition barbecue, the, the stick burner I had at that time, it liked to stay at 275. Just, just as simple as that. It's the barbecue he was at liked to stay at 275. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what it was. That's the other thing, like, oh, which I guess I didn't touch upon it in my last class, but I normally do, is you know, let your cooker tell you, like, what's comfortable for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny, like, that we we have this, like, kind of um, relationship with our cookers, but it's like, my mixin likes sitting at 300. It likes sitting at 300, 310 all day long. It is comfortable for it there. It, it'll drop, you know, 290... Like 280, 290 to 310 is it's like that's its zone. Yeah. Um, when I had my large egg, it liked 250. All day long, it wanted to be at 250. And then I got my extra large, it likes 225. You know what? I find that the XLs really like 225. It, it I find likes that 225. Those, yeah. that size, that cooker. 225 to 2 250-ish sometimes like it will just all day long. Yeah. Now yeah. my mini max my mini max is like it loves to 200 to 225. Like that's the zone that it just likes to be in if we're going low and slow or it likes uh -huh. being fucking 9000 degrees. It yeah, they get, really they, they, get, like, they get a little warm. It doesn't really like the middle. No. Uh, it, it, you know, doesn't doesn't stay in the middle well. Yeah, they like they like the hot. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. going low and slow on it, I, it it'll kick kick butt, too. It really will. Um, I know that my, I mean, my Weber Smoky Mountain, my Weber Smoky Mountain is 250 all day long. 
I want to get off smoke. Oh, ever Smoky Mountain? They're fantastic. They're a, lot, they're a lot of fun. You know what I want to I get right get now? I want to get an Oklahoma Joe drum smoker. If anyone from Oklahoma Joe's listening, please just oh, send yeah. one to my door. Uh, I right. fucking really want one of those things. I think they look really cool. I've heard that they cook fucking fantastic. Um, their footprint is pretty small. I think it's a really mm-hmm. cool fucking cooker, and I really, really and want one. They're cheap. Relative. Well, it depends on if you get the pro unit or if you get right. the consumer. And I right, don't know the few. I, I'm guessing steel is is a big part of it. Um, I was looking. I was looking at them. The pro. Well, it, it it comes in orange, so that's cool. And I think it's a little bit bigger of a cooking surface. I don't know all the details. I but want yeah, a seafoam green. green one. That'd be cool. <laughs> no, yeah, I was um. No, the, the barrel smokers are getting very popular. I was so when the kind of um, when the pop ups were are kind of kicking off. I'm like, okay, I need a cooker with more volume. I need a cooker with more volume. And I was kind of researching what would be the best option there, whether it's a second extra large egg and I can do two of those, or what I should do. And I was looking at the. Um, I know you have your Myron mix in. I was looking at the. One of the um, Humphreys cabinets. Yeah. And I know I was doing the whole like add to the shopping cart type thing. And, you know, okay, what's shipping on these? Oh, it's $500 to get it shipped across the country. Yeah. That hurt hurt a little bit. But then they did the whole like cart was like he left the cart open. They emailed me. Hey, do you have any questions? I'm like, yeah, I just kind of want to get I just kind of want to see one. I'm kind of see what see what it's like. And they put me in contact with a gentleman named Thomas, who um, had one a couple towns over, and he actually had two of them on the back of a trailer. And I went out there and I was looking at how I was looking at how they're set up, and he was actually packing his trailer up to go to, um, not Memphis and May. Ah, Why am I blanking on it? Not Memphis and May. Uh, American Royal. He's going out to the American Royal. Okay. And I'm like, okay, so I went out there. I was talking about the, the talking to him about the. Humphreys and cabinet smokers, what he thought about them. And then I saw in his garage, he had a barrel smoker. I'm like, oh, what do you use that for? He's like, oh, well, I use it for uh, stuff at my house because the Humphreys now live on the back of a trailer. But that one is actually, uh, that one comes with me, and that's what he does all his competition briskets on. It is a little mm-hmm. hotter and faster on, I think he uses a, uh, what's he use? I think I forget the name of which one he used. But anyways, um. Ended up being Thomas from Mudville Barbecue, who ended up freaking going and just winning the <laughs> American Royal Invitational after his tow truck broke up, broke down halfway th- across the country. Yeah, that's, like, you know, normal. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, in the middle of the country. He's like, post on Instagram, hey, how to buy a new tow truck because my first one broke down. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a way to start the competition. But that's just, you know, that was just one of the, one of the moments where I'm like, oh, this is, what the, this is what the barbecue community is. It's, you know, hey. Yeah. It really you is. want what you want what I have. Come out here. Ask me all the questions. Let me give you my knowledge. Yeah. No, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent that. Then. Uh, yeah. You know. I've, I've. I've honestly never seen a community that's like the barbecue community. It's just amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's pretty fantastic. It, it's yeah, I don't know that there's any other community like it. Like it, it really, it's really amazing just to see how much of the community comes out, how it hangs out. It is just, it's fantastic. And I just literally watched the dumbest fucking video I've ever seen in my entire life. Somebody sent me a message. It was a barbecue video. This is the worst fucking barbecue video I've ever seen in my life. And I have to share this with us because <laughs> it, it, we're talking about cooking. This person cooks a fucking brisket and they're cooking it in a, in a pellet smoker. I won't say what kind, um, cause I don't think that's, that's actually, uh, relevant to this, to this at all. She, she puts this, the, uh, brisket inside and then she adds wrapped wood chunks that have been soaked on top, on top, like on a top rack of this, uh, of this, uh, what are they cooker. wrapped in? It's wrapped in a uh, heavy duty foil paper. Um, and it's so that they produce smoke flavor. Some people are weird. Um, <laughs> but they, she soaks the wood. Um, honey, we're trying to create combustion. Um, or gentlemen, we're trying to create combustion. Why the fuck would I make it wet? Can somebody well, because please when you explain make, to me you, why people soak fucking wood? Uh, because they don't understand the difference between smoke and steam. Yeah. So, I, I, and I also don't understand the, why would you put the fucking wood above the brisket? Some people are weird. That's the, I don't, I've seen, you know, everybody out there, in, in all in all subcultures, there's like the generally accepted way to do things, and then there's like the generally proven ways to do things, and then there's the people who just need to be unique, and you tell them, hey, you want to produce X, Y, or Z well, do steps A, B, and C, and they need to be a pretty little unique mermaid, and they go above and beyond and say, I'm, well, I'm going to do all these other things. Like, they probably just want to be able to go to the you know, the office the next day and be like, well, I put wood chunks in foil and put it on the top rack for magic reasons. I want to, like, comment on this and be like, you are the dumbest motherfucker. Please, <laughs> please stop teaching other motherfuckers to, to cook. Yeah. Is that, like, mean? Eh, I probably wouldn't say that, but... Yeah, but I'm Mikey from Mammy Barbecue, so I'm... Yeah, you're Mikey from Mammy Barbecue, and... My wife doesn't message you saying, hey, be nice and play nice with the others. Yeah, I know. Because I, I, I tend to get the, uh, hey, honey, you need to play nice with others. And, oh, oh, okay. My wife just gives me looks. Yeah. Those are, those are this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, looks at you and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I just messed up, didn't I? Yeah. I'm totally just messed up. Yeah, but it happens. It it, yep. it happens. We'll all live it. We'll, we'll live yep. through it. I'll I'll, yep. I'll be fine. Oh, be I, fine. Just, I just don't understand why you would teach somebody the wrong way. No, my wife has done the worst message to me. It's like, did you need to say that to them? Like, yes. 
Yes, it would have torn me up inside if I didn't say that. Yeah, sometimes you have to. <laughs> yes. Sometimes you to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. I have to do this. Like, I have to. I got to tell them how it is. Yes. It's, it, 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 comes, it comes with barbecue a lot. Um, when we go to, like, new places and, um, like, if we go out with, like, somebody we haven't gone out with, uh, we both work in now the the restaurant industry and, um, we, we, you know, you meet a ton of people. So right. every once in a while you get invited to like barbecues and like you get invited to that, like backyard shit. And that's always right. my favorite when people are like, Oh, go to backyard barbecue. And I like walk in and they're like, Hey, what do you do for, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, uh, cook barbecue. Yeah. And then they kind of just stare at you and you're like, yeah, so are you going to cook or what's up? <laughs> and then, no, so, then they just kind of like, they're like, don't judge me. I'm like, uh... So for the longest time, I just didn't tell my coworkers that I cooked barbecue. Like, I just didn't tell them. Like, we had a, we have a big team barbecue every, once or twice a year, I'd, I'd, I'd very happily just show up and bring a side. And then through a series of events, it leaked out that, oh, Tyler cooks barbecue. Oh, Tyler has like an Instagram page for all this. Oh, he's like, he was a brand ambassador for a company. And oh, he like won a competition. Oh, he like actually does this. So it, it branched out. And now people are like, okay, Tyler, you, you need to cook for this whatever thing. But I'm like, you know, sometimes I, I just want to be the guy who shows up and eats. Yeah, you don't get to be that dude. I don't get to be that dude anymore. Like, I I kind of never get to be that dude. And, like, it, especially, like, at friends who parties who know, like, what mm-hmm. I do, I basically show up and I'm just like, okay, cool, where's the kitchen? What am I doing? Like, awesome. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. Like, is any prep work done? No, fantastic. Okay, cool. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just start here. It's fine. It, it's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine. And then yeah. you end, I end up like fucking cooking everything. And then, I, then I get the, oh, you really didn't have to, but thanks for cooking. I'm like, really? No, I didn't, no, I, I no, didn't no, have no. to, but nothing was fucking done. <laughs> and then my sister likes to take it to a whole nother level. She likes to invite me over for barbecues. Like, hey, do you want to come grill? And I'll be like, mm-hmm. sure. I'll come over and hang out. And she's like, cool. So we don't have a protein and we don't have any charcoal. And <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like all the like basics that you need. She's like, we don't have any of that. So if yep. you could bring that over, that'd be great. And then you're just like, and I'll, I'll be like, do you just want to come over to like my house and do this? No, 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 no. We want to stay home. I'm like, oh, right. so you want me like, to bring all my shit. But, but my house has the barbecues. <laughs> yeah. And then I look like I'm pretentious because I'm showing up at your house and I'm bringing my own knives <laughs> and I'm bringing my own seasonings and I'm bringing my own everything. But no, we couldn't have just done this at my house where everything already lives. No, no, you can't do that. No. You can't do that. You have to um you have to put it all in a box. Mm-hmm. Bring all your shit over. Oh, so that's one question I had. How do you currently 
transport all of because when you go cook at like some locations like you have yeah. to bring the kitchen with you yeah how do you what's the best way that you found to transport all that very carefully no <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um we we have a um a ford f-150 so we okay. we move everything in that in that lovely truck um nice a, a lot of our stuff will a lot of stuff will will cook at the kitchen and yep. um transport hot in Cambros. Awesome. So that makes life easy. Uh there is some cool portable shit that you can get. Uh we got a cool portable like hand washing sink on Amazon. Um mm, yeah. You know, it's really funny. Uh like everyone kind of like joked around and kind of made fun of us and now like two or three people that are doing the same shit like they're like hey do you have that link because <laughs> they got sick of the fucking bucket setup you know <laughs> they like first made fun of it because it kind of looks like a dentist like sink okay. just because of the way that like it, it like spouts up but look it, you know it's really thin it's not it's not like a house sink you know what i mean that you just like turn or whatever but it's all self-contained so the nice thing is, like, with it all being self-contained, it, it makes it makes for a very easy transport, and it makes for very easy cleanup and all that shit. And, you know, at first they were like, you know, ours is so easy too, and blah, 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 and they started looking, they're like, oh, shit, that's way easier. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but it's like, dude, you're keeping it for the whole time, so who gives a shit? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Just put it in the damn truck. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, do that, and then there are some things that we cook on site, and it just depends on what we're bringing. You know, it, it's it's a different beast every time. Yeah, yeah. I just got my first Cambro, and I'm totally just finding excuses to use it, like all the excuses to use it. Now, did you did you get a new one, or did you try getting a used one on the market? I got a new one. Okay. Well, I was going to say, getting a used one is like winning the fucking lottery in Chicago. Yeah, I keep on hitting, like, I'm on Facebook Marketplace multiple times a day. And I have, like, the, I have the, I have the alarm set up for Big Green Egg, that alarm set up for Big Green Egg, Weber Kettle, like, all the stuff. And I've found, like, military surplus Cambros that are, like, full-on kitchens that I'm, I'm not ready for, but I've yet okay. to find. Or I've seen people selling Cambros, and it's like, you know, it's it's 40 bucks cheaper than Amazon. Like, it's not. It's I, don't, not. I, don't, I don't want your bad juju Cambro, because I don't know what might be growing in there for 40 yeah. bucks cheaper. Yeah, see, anytime, like, Cambros come on, like... The market, like, by me, like, they're gone. And when yeah. I mean they're gone, I mean, like, they're fucking gone by, like, the time I message this person. I'm like, hey, is that still available? And they're like, nope. That's that's Weber Kettles in my area. Like, anyone that comes out for a decent price, I will message. And I've messaged before, like, within 15 minutes of posting. And, oh, you're third person in line. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, talking about, you know, just how sometimes you just come home with barbecues. Um, one of my kettles, it's um, 
it's not the propane assist in the table, but it's just like the one touch platinum in yeah, the table. Yeah. And someone had posted it for free in good condition. Oh, physically good condition. Had about five years worth of backyard dirt all over it. And like, I hit refresh. It was posted. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go pick it up. And then I realized that I was home alone with all the kids, but I had oh. the minivan. So I'm like, all right, kids, okay. we're loaded in the minivan. We're taking out the spare seat. We're putting the dirty Weber in the middle. And we're gonna have a blast. <laughs> I'm like, I text my wife with the picture of the backyard. She's like, how'd you get that? I'm like, well, where there's a will, numbers. there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I yeah. would have wrote back. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Hose it off. Good to go. Made it work. Yeah. But actually, I, I like that because I'm like, there's, they're, they don't hit very often, but you can tend to get a decent kettle in my area for 40, 60, and under pretty regularly. So That's I wanted bad. to have that. No, it's, it's not bad at all, but I wanted to have one or two in the, you know, in the collection so that when I do the classes, every class I tend to cook something on the kettle because I didn't want people to come and think, oh, well, he's cooking that on a big green area. He's cooking that on a $1,000 barbecue. He's, you, know, you need this high-end stuff or you need, this, you need to spend however much money to be able to even get into it. I want people to say... No, yeah, that see, barbecue I got I for free on the curb, and you're enjoying, you actually think the food that came off, it's really good. So you can start on the thing you can get for free on the curb pretty regularly and move up from there. Yeah, see, that's what I try to do in that sense of, um, I try to get stuff that people put in their backyard. So I cook on, for my classes, I normally do a Weber Smoky Mountain, <coughs> um, yeah. a Big Green Egg, a... Uh, a PK grill usually comes oh, I want, with me. I want a PK. They're fun. Uh, I, want I want to get – that's another reason I want to get the Oklahoma Joe, the barrel, because I'd like yeah. to add the barrel to it um, because I think that would be really cool to be able to add to the class uh, is showing people, you know, how to cook on a barrel smoker. And yeah. uh, I normally that's, bring that's... the Weber Summit charcoal also with me. Um, and I'm like, dude, if you can't figure out – which one of these four cookers are somewhat similar mm -hmm. to the cooker that you have at home? If it's not exact, mm -hmm. then man. And I understand the people that are like, well, I got an Oklahoma Joe, uh, like, you know, little stick burner. Okay, cool. But you're like, we can still talk about airflow. Right. We can still talk about airflow. We can still talk about temperatures. So yeah. that's, that's the issue that I had was, um, I really, I, I still really want to get a cabinet smoker, but the pop-ups aren't turning enough profit to quite justify yet yep. going and spending $25,000, $3,000 more probably because I'd want, want to get one bigger than what I was looking at yeah. on it. So I'm like, it's not quite justifying it. But in my mind, when I say, okay, we're going to cook this at this temperature for roughly this long until it feels like this, in my mind... It doesn't really matter what it goes into after that, but I know a lot of people who are, okay, well, you said you cooked this at 225 on your egg. I have a Komodo Joe at home. Is it still 225? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it's temp. All right. These are ways to produce temperature. Um, 
see, I, I, I'm realizing that what I need to do, the pop-ups is different than what I need to do the classes, which just yeah. means I'm going to be put in that horrible situation where I have to buy more barbecues. Yeah. I yeah mean, it's, the wife's it's, just it's a cross I bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she likes the food. She hasn't, yeah. co- she hasn't cooked in a while. <laughs> yeah. That, that you keep them happy. Yeah. Keep them fed. Keep them happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but that, that's kind of, uh, I agree with you on that. It, it's hard when they, they look at you and they're like, what do you mean? Like, you're just, you're a 225 on this. Are you sure it's going to be 225 on mine? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a different um, quality. It's going to be a different It's going to be a something. different heat, depending it, on you know, how you're doing it. Or the heat source might be coming from a different, so, different, different way. Yeah. You know, and then it, I, I think it's funny when people give me a little bit of shit about, uh, it's like, oh, you're going to wrap it? Yep. Yep. That's what exactly what I'm going to do. Well, yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm going to wrap it, and chances are, if you didn't see me wrap it, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. You know, Pretty most much. people's, most people's taste buds aren't mm, developed to the point where they no can idea. really notice those differences. But it, it's like, dude, meat stops taking smoke anyway, so once you have the color, yeah. once you have the smoke inside, you're just, you're just trying to finish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's all it is at that point. I'm, I'm trying to get food into your belly and some sleep. Is yep. that okay? Nope. Mostly not. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It is never, never okay. <laughs> How dare you sleep? <laughs> that's, that's the thing with the, uh, you know, people are like, you know, because I, I, I love Big Green Egg. It's my, I tell people if I could only have one barbecue, Big Green Egg. Yeah. That, that would be my go-to. And if I could only have barbecues from one company, probably not Big Green Egg because I prefer variety. But if I could only have one, Big Green Egg. Uh, yeah. But people are, you know, a lot, a lot in our area, the people like the pellet smokers because they can dial it. and. Yeah, but they sound away. like fucking spaceships. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, have so many videos, I have so many videos on Instagram where you can, you can hear that one's in the background. But I'm like, hey, if you get it, down if you if you get to the point where you put in the hours on it and you trust it i set mine i set mine going i mean i probably started the fire at 9 p.m put the brisket on it at 11 p.m i slept till the kids woke up at seven and i walked out and you know lo and behold it was still at i think it went up to 230 you know climbed five whole degrees and however many hours that is yeah in enough hours to where it didn't, it didn't even fucking affect your cooks. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and you know, you look at, you know, steak burners, you look at pretty much every barbecue that's not super insulated. It's that, if you set it for 225, that's a medium temp. It's going to go up and it's going to go down. If it's yeah. not insulated, it's, it's going to w- waver from that 225. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, dude, yeah, that's just kind of, that's barbecue, man. <laughs> yeah, it's life. Man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us again. Uh, it's Thanks great to be able again. to catch up and see that you're yeah. you're still pursuing that barbecue dream, which is fantastic. And that, oh, you're, yeah. do, that you're doing the pop-ups and the classes and all that shit. That's, that, that is, that is just amazing. It's great that you're off the Traeger train. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just, 
it just it's it's amazing. So, dude, I want to say thank you for coming on the show, hanging out with us. Thank if you, you can, uh, I like to end this podcast maybe in a new way. I don't know if I was doing this already, but if you could go back into your barbecue career and give yourself three tips, what would those three tips be to shorten your learning curve? Trust the process. So what I mean by that is one of the best briskets I ever made was a brisket that I then pretty much immediately chopped up and threw in chili for a chili cook-off I was doing that day. But what I realized with that brisket was I knew that it just needed to ride it out. I knew that it just needed to do that. And I was so focused on everything else that day that I wasn't babysitting and checking it constantly. And I think just knowing the process and trusting it through that process just... It did it. You know, keep it simple, stupid. Don't keep on messing with it. Turns out if you, and also other thing would be um, number two, which kind of leads to number one. If you're new to this, reach out to somebody in the barbecue world that has it a little bit more together than you do and ask them for advice <coughs> constantly. Um, I'm in a group on Facebook called uh, – it's uh, Barbecue Pitmasters, Novice to Expert. It's absolutely blowing up. But um, I don't think that was out, the group that I'll, I just got yelled at in. No, that wasn't. No. I just no, got people total, that run that group. Total, I just got, well, some guy commented about being like, you know, he was saying that he was like thinking about looking for a new smoker because he's like kind of fed up with his Traeger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, get something that doesn't plug in and you won't have that problem. And, you know... Everyone like, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of people out in California right now that are freaking out because they can't plug their barbecues in. Yeah, we don't so have what power the f- yeah, what the thing. fuck do you do? Okay, <laughs> fuck off. See, I'm right. Good, uh, yeah, good thing I have. I I have a buddy who runs a. He produces some of the best barbecue I've had. The first time I made his barbecue, he was cooking brisket and chicken on a cinder block pit in the middle of the freaking woods at a mountain bike competition. Yeah, still some of the best brisket I've had. To this day, that dude can but cook. his there restaurant runs off of a, uh, a pellet, uh, old hickory, uh, old hickory. Yeah. Can't Still needs a plug-in. Yep. Can't so work. all of a sudden, P- PG&E, our wonderful yep. overlords here said, Hey, we're cutting power to your County. And he not only had to freak figure out, you know, Hey, how am I going to produce food? But Hey, I'm a hobby to keep the food cold or cause you know, no yeah. refrigerators. But yeah, yeah um, so yeah. finding people who know more than you, and that goes with anything that you're interested in, find someone who knows more than you and ask them questions. At some point, all of us didn't know how to cook a business. All of us didn't know how to cook ribs. We yep. all either asked the stupid questions or we didn't ask them, and then we ate the food that wasn't very good. It costs so much more not to ask the question. So much more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so... One, trust the process. If you're, if you're looking, you aren't cooking. There's that old cliche. Two, find somebody or a group of people that can answer the questions and don't feel bad about asking those questions. And then... Um, They're way cheaper. Three, for me, would probably... This probably goes more into life in general, but, like, I realized that um, despite what my mommy says... I'm not a super unique special snowflake and I'm not the only person in the world who's into what I'm into. So chances are, if you're in an area, if you like barbecue and you're into barbecue and you're in an area where uh, somebody isn't doing barbecue pop-ups or somebody isn't doing barbecue classes, 
chances are there's other people out there who want to want that the same way you want it. And just, if that's something that you're interested in, just getting out there and actually starting them. Like I probably should have started doing classes a year ago, but it took me up until seven months ago or whatever it is now to actually get them rolling. Yeah. And also, takes a I while started, though. Like, it, it does. It does. But it's also like, like it's a lot I of use, shit you got to put together. I, I use Eventbrite out there. It is a event organizing thing that handles the credit card payments, sends the money straight to your PayPal account. It can push the thing to Facebook automatically. Like there are services out there that let you uh, look significantly more professional than you probably are when you're first starting. And using those is, is, is key. And then when it comes time to you, like, oh yeah, I, I do need to expand, you know, putting yourself out there and asking companies like, Hey, I think I offer a service that would fit great with your, with your customers. Can we do something together? Like I know a lot of people out there who are, you know, in the social media, Instagram influencer world who are out there just waiting for a company to say, Hey, let's send you free stuff. And that doesn't always happen, but just putting yourself out there and saying like, Hey, I have a thing. You have a thing. We can do cool things together. Let's do cool things together. It's true. Man, I want, like I said, I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. If you can do me one last thing, please tell everyone where they can follow your barbecue journey if they are in the um, Sacramento slash Folsom area and they want to take some of your classes. Uh, where can they go to find all that information and all that fun stuff? So I'm on Instagram, and it's Tyler Plays with Fire, at Tyler Plays with Fire. Um, on Facebook, which I am... Um, is where a lot of the classes are announced and published. It's playing with fire, private cooking events were there. And then um, you can also, if you type in playing with fire on Eventbrite, Eventbrite is the website I use to uh, host all my classes after the signups go, all that stuff. If you search playing with fire, you can actually follow me as a organizer. It'll mm -hmm. shoot you an email every time I post a new class. Um, I'm not sure when this is going out, but it sounds like we'll be doing another class in the Sacramento area come, I think, like middle of December. Okay. That'll be really cool. And then we'll be uh, kicking off a 2020 schedule in the next month or two. Awesome, dude. Sounds yeah. like you'll be a busy boy. So Hopefully. make sure you guys <laughs> check him out. Uh, once again, it's Tyler Plays with Fire on Instagram. It's all one word. Uh, yeah. Make your life easy. Go check him out. Give him a follow. And, uh, dude... It was fun. We should do it again. It was fun. Sounds good.